2022-23 season. The boys are back, ready to go, fired up. Welcome back, puckheads. Let's go. This is your boy, Phil Razor. I am with Nate McBride, Aaron Kenny. Boys, are you fucking jacked up for hockey season? Oh, hyped. You feel it in the air. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Mm. Don't hold on. Thank you. Go off, King. Um, boys, before we get started, it is the year of the beer. It is barely hockey. What are we sipping on, Aaron? All right, I got a uh, brew dog Hellcat here. Cold IPA. Hell yeah, we're awesome. repping brew dog. Love it. Nate, what do we got? I'm rolling with a classic Yingling Lager. Oh, Yinzer fuel. Look at this guy. That's right. <laughs> the tears of the Yinzers. Now that I'm now that I'm in in sunny, warm Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm having a Kona big wave because it is still in the high 70s, low 80s down here. It is magnificent. So, yeah, it's I'm it's frigid gonna... up here. In the it's t- like yeah, 58 not... degrees, and I'm already freezing. In the territory nope. of the enemy. I know. Now I'm down here in Kane's country. Which there is hurricane stuff all over the place here, so I'll give them credit. For a city that for a state that loves basketball, I'll give them credit. Every sports related bar I go into has Carolina Hurricane stuff in it. So that's been good lately. They've been great lately. And you know what? It's funny because tonight is our Metropolitan Division preview. And we are gonna kick it off with we're gonna go in order of standings in 2021, 2022. And speaking of them, last year, last year, the number one team, Carolina Hurricanes, boys. Yeah, nothing. so Nothing, I mean, not not shocking. They they won the weird hybrid division the year before, you know, over Tampa. And then we go back to the, you know, regular divisions in the East, the Metro and the Atlantic. And they won it again. And they put up 116 points last year. I mean, ridiculous. They won the Metro with 116 points, a division dominated by the Washington Capitals as of recently. Um, even in the years where the Pens were winning cups, the Caps were still winning the division. And... What I think is interesting is you could argue this team got better. You could argue this team made, you know, had some subtractions, but I think Rod Brindamore is, I think he's underrated. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that. I think he's criminally underrated throughout. I mean, hundred percent agree. I think the, the league respects him, but I think fans and, and, you know, hockey all across North America, I don't think they, they respect as much as they should. No, dude, Rob Brindamore needs hella respect thrown on his name, man. I mean, this is a guy that, yes, he hasn't led his team all the way, but he's led this team further and further into the playoffs each season. So you've got to feel like there's a breakthrough coming. It's just, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're a couple pieces away. And I know they thought they had it this year, but, uh, but they didn't have their number one goaltender. Am I, am I correct? They did not have their number one goaltender. Yeah, Freddie went down before the playoffs. Exactly. He's so, he's a guy that always gets the most out of teams that like the Carolina Hurricanes have good players, but they don't have like a crazy game breaker really. I mean, you could argue Aho maybe, but of course. they they're always like better than the sum of their parts because they play so relentlessly with so much pressure, and that's all on coaching there. Yeah. Rod Brindamore reminds me of a guy he's like a torts, but that's willing to adapt. You know what I mean? Like, he's embraced the modern game of, like, the high-flying NHL. You know, it's okay to have a superstar that, you know, doesn't want to get down and block pucks. 
But at the end of the day, they'll all do it for him because that's his style. And he, he won a cup with Carolina in 06. Well, and that dude is in the gym before the players even get there in the morning. Like, nobody's busting their ass harder to, like, stay in shape than him. And he doesn't even have to be out on the ice. So those guys are ready to run through a wall for him because they see how hard he busts his ass at everything he does. And they're, they just love him. They, they'll do anything for him. He's by example, man. And, you know, you got to love that out of a coach and you got to respect that. And you can obviously tell that he's a player's coach. Oh, God. Sure. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. And, you know, they've had a lot of roster shakeup in the offseason here. Um, Nate, you want to touch on some of the guys they added? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so you got Brett Burns coming in. That's a really nice veteran, very veteran addition, but that could be really nice for you. Max Pacioretty, obviously, up there in front. That's a huge addition to this team. Paul Stastny, Andre Case, and uh, Lane Pedersen. The problem with Pacioretty is he's out for a while with that torn Achilles, isn't he? Yeah, I I thought they were going to win the division until I saw that injury. I mean, that that's a huge hit for them. Yeah, until February 11th, that's going to suck. I mean, they, they were good without him last year, but I really thought he was a guy who could help take him to the next level, and it, it sucks they have to start the season without him. And then he's going to come in. He doesn't get to be in training camp. He's kind of learning the systems on the fly, and so I, I don't know if he's going to come – super hot out of the gates, but at least they get him for a little while before the playoffs so he can kind of find his form. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be like a trade deadline kind of, which, you know, the trade deadline this year is March 3rd. Um, it'll be like a trade deadline acquisition for them kind of deal, you know? Yeah. They'll, they'll gel and then add him. Dude, it's wild that they added Brent Burns because he's played like over 1,200 NHL games, excluding playoffs. He has like almost 100 playoff games as well. So, like, there's so much veteran experience there on their blue line from him. Yeah, they, they added a lot of veteran presence, really. Like, Burns, Patchready, and Stasny all are, like, tenured guys who have been around. They know what it takes to win. They they know the tough shit you got to go through. They, I mean, I really like the experience that they added. You got to, but you know, I think the shocking thing is how much of their, you know, I, I'd say, you know, core players that they, you know, two of their core players that they let go. I mean, especially a guy in Nino Niederreiter who's been there for fucking how long and has been, a you know, I feel like just a clutch piece. Every time they're in a playoff series, I feel like he is one of those guys that's making that clutch goal or at least getting in on the party. Yeah. yeah ever since he came over in that trade from Minnesota, I mean, he's he's really been a dependable guy for them. And not just him, but Vince Trocheck too. I mean, going yeah. through these, everybody they lost. I mean, we got Ian Cole leaving. That's kind of a rugged guy on the back end. Max mm-hmm. Domi was a deadline acquisition for him last year. Uh, but he played some big minutes in the playoffs. Steven Lorenz takes off. Didn't uh, Patty for him, too? What's that? Yeah. Am I, didn't Max Domi almost score a Hattie? Or, like, did he score a Hattie? Or am I, like, making that up in my head? I, he might have. I thought he did. I, I can't speak for or against. I maybe that's on maybe that's on me, the stat guy, to look up and let me get back to you on that. But we'll give you a second. Um, no. Another big one that left though, Tony D'Angelo goes to Philly. Which yeah, dude. He he drove a lot of offense from the back end. I mean, he he was a a gong show on his own end. It, it was scary if the puck crossed his own blue line, but. He, he added a lot on the power play, but Brent Burns, I think, is a huge upgrade from him because 
he's a lot bigger. He's more physical. He can play a little bit more on that defensive side of the puck, even though the advanced stats don't always show it. But he is a weapon on that power play. He, he doesn't have the big one-timer as much anymore, but he does those little quick flick wristers through traffic that always find their way either into a deflection or into the net. I made Tony, that up in my head, guys. Just so Tony, you know. D, Tony D'Angelo resurrected his career in Carolina. Like, he may have saved his reputation by going to Carolina. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and now yeah. Brendan forgotten his ear a little bit. We'll, we'll get into this in the Philly section, but I cannot wait to see the screaming matches between him and John Tortorella on the bench when he makes a boneheaded turnover in his own end. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. But, you know, back to the Canes. Uh, what about Ryan Suzuki, boys? Ryan Suzuki? Ryan Suzuki? Yeah, he's on the Canes. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Dude, I'm looking up it on the roster. One of the things that, you know, like some of the mainstays that they've had for a while, like obviously guys like Tara Vinen, Andre Svechnikov, best known for getting the shit kicked out of him by Ovi in playoffs. Um, yeah, that was ugly. Oh, that was ugly. You know, Jordan Martinuk is there right now. Uh, Kakanemi, Andre Case, Case, Seth, Jar- Seth Jarvis, Jesper Fast, Ryan Dezingle. Like, they have a bunch of well-known guys. You still got Mr. Svechnikov. You know, they have a bunch of well-known guys right now. Um, I think this team will have a solid season. Um, let's yeah. go around and- Let's go around and do predictions uh, where they're going to finish in the Metro. Aaron, we'll start with you. So I have them coming up second in the Metro. I I really like this team from top to bottom, but the big weakness that I see here, Jesperi Kakamniemi has not shown that he can really stick as a second-line center and take those big minutes, take the, the defensive responsibility of it. And I think this team's really going to miss Vinny Trocek on that second-line center hole. Um Bringing in Paul Stasny can maybe alleviate some of that pressure and be a nice contingency plan if Kotkaniemi can't make it down the middle. But I, I think that second line might have a little bit of ability to be exposed, at least until Pacioretty comes back. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're going to be a solid, comfortable second place in the division. I think I think you could have I think you have a guy like Natchez that can come up and you know make and fill in a little bit. He, I think he's a solid center. He gets some good wins in the circle. Um I don't know if he's ready to be a second liner, but I mean, you know, you don't know until you throw him in. That is one nice thing about this team. A lot of the wings that they have penciled in right here, looking at daily face off of their lines. They have a lot of guys on the wings who have played center in the past. So if somebody's struggling down that middle, they can kind of take some pressure off and swap somebody else in who's had the experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nate, what are you feeling? Um, you know, I, I got to say I'm kind of around with Aaron. Somewhere around maybe I, I, I'd i say anywhere from first to third. Like they're, that's my range I'm going to give them. Like if you want to dial me in on a hard number, I'll, I'll, put them, I'll pencil them in maybe to win this division again. Um, you know, we'll see where they're at by the time they get Pacioretty back. I'm um, not saying that he's a guy that, you know, can win you games individually, but you add him into a system that could, you know, pay off very, very well. That's all I'm going to say. Carolina is a team that's always liked to shoot from everywhere too. And bringing in Pacioretty and Burns both, those guys love to shoot the puck and, a lot of other teams, sometimes they, they get a little fancy. They want to make too many passes, and you miss out on some opportunities to use that shot. Carolina hammers pucks from everywhere. They, they do not care. They'll send it at the net. I think those guys can really thrive in that system. 
I'm going to give them first again. Um, I, I just, I like the way they play. And part of me thinks that, you know, 160 points is no fluke, a lot of roster turnover, but the system provides them a, a way to win. You know, it's kind of like Barry Trotz was doing in Washington forever. Um, they kept their nucleus together in Washington, but I think the nucleus is here. I think they still have enough superstar power. Um, and when they get Pacioretty back, I think that'll be a game changer, assuming he skates like he you know, used to and plays like he used to. So I'm going to give the Hurricanes first. But Bitch, what the, fuck was, what the fuck was that? Let's hop down to the team that finished second last year with 110 points. Another phenomenal year. They've done all the right things. The New York Rangers boys, um, you know, made a nice little playoff run last year. You know, had, had a tough first series with Pittsburgh and then, you know, turned it around and man, like they were, they were right there, you know? Yeah. I so. mean, they were on, they were knocking on the doorstep and they, they had a real chance. I mean, this is a team that, that did knock out the Carolina hurricanes. Yeah. They finally won that game on the road in that series. Took yeah. them long enough. Absolutely. Um, the Rangers are loaded with talent. Everybody knows that, right? From Shesterkin last year being an MVP candidate, you know, was, was up for the heart as a goalie, which doesn't happen too often. Um, you know, he obviously won the Vesna. And they have, I mean, that top line with, you know, with Kreider, with Panarin, with Zibanejad, like they have, they have some dogs on this team. Do you guys agree that they're going to, you know, they're going to be right there when it comes to Stanley Cup playoff time in this division? Absolutely, dude. Um, and I just want to point out that the New York Rangers have my favorite name, have a guy with my favorite name in the NHL. Capo That is a hell of a name. That is the best name in the Capo I'm sorry, Capo Caco. Like, how do you not have fun? As an announcer, how do you not have fun saying that name? Well, and that's a dude that's primed for a breakout year, too. I mean, Rangers fans have been waiting on him for a while, and he's been kind of buried down in the lineup because they have so much talent on the wings. I could see him really, really stepping up this year. That kid line was awesome for them in the playoffs, and I think he's really going to take a step forward as well as Lafreniere. Oh, yeah, Lafreniere is going to have a big year this year. I can, I, I, I'm with you there. I can feel it. Absolutely. Um, they, oh, well, they added in Vinny Trocek, who we just talked about, but who else did they add in this year, Nate? Uh, added in this year, you could also, uh, uh, you said Vinny Trocek, Ryan Carpenter, uh, Yaroslav Halak to back up. Um, yeah. Igor. It's a hell of a backup. Um, it's a hell of a backup. Hell of a backup. And uh, Jimmy Vesey. So, uh, yeah. some good additions there. Um, you know, I also, uh, and maybe, correct me if I'm wrong here, did they not have him that last year, Revo? Or was he there last year? No, he was there last year. Yeah, he was there last year. Oh, sorry. I don't set the tone guy. I think I blacked out there for a minute, but it's all good. I'm back. Um, I mean, you still got you. Yeah, you still got Zabenajad out there. Breadman, Breadman's still going to do Breadman things. Kreider, he's a, he's a you know a central piece there. He's going to do his thing. This is a, this is still a stacked offensive team. Yeah, and even when it comes to the blue line, like I said, Adam Fox, Keandre Miller, like they have they have some guys that'll facilitate for the blue line too. They'll have a lethal power play. And those guys are young too, man. I mean, they're they're still just getting better every year. Adam Fox already has a Norris under his belt, and he's just you know building on that. Keandre Miller turned into an absolute stud towards the end of last year. I look for him to be better. Jacob Truba really found his stride and a role for himself there. Uh, I I really like the way their defense is headed. 
I, yeah. yeah, could not agree more. Who did they lose, Aaron? So, uh, Vinny Trocek comes in to replace Ryan Strom, uh, the beneficiary of many a pass from our Timmy Panarin. Andrew Kopp also departs. Uh, he was a big trade deadline acquisition for him last year. Kevin Rooney's out. Tyler Mott. Justin Braun. Alexander Georgiev heads to Colorado. Uh, Frankie Vetrano's out. Another deadline acquisition. And Nils Lundqvist off to Dallas. So a couple of holes there, but I personally think Vince Trocek is a massive upgrade from Ryan Strom. He's, I think, really going to be able to add to that line instead of, like, Ryan Strom did a good job of filling that role, but he he was pretty much an even player, in my opinion. Vincent Trocek brings a lot of his own game and can create for himself, so I think that's going to be a huge one-two punch down the middle with him and uh, Zibanejad, and then that's really going to draw a lot of other teams' attention away from that third line of Lafreniere, Capo, and I'm drawing a blank on who played between them last year, Philip Heedle. And I, I think those guys are just going to feast on those third pair defenders that they're matched up with. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Nate, where do you see him finishing in the division this year? Um, you know, I, I after deliberating on this for a little bit, I've got to um, take back my previous ranking of the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to yes, put, come over to the train. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put Carolina second. I'm 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 going to take the Rangers to win this division. I mean, just now that I'm taking a look at their fucking lineup. It's too fucking high powered for them to not win this division. I'm sorry. It's it's just not. They really I, for how much I, for what they me. lost for what they lost, they only improved with their additions. The only person I could see them missing a little bit is Andrew Kopp. Yeah. But I mean they only had him from the trade deadline on last year. Exactly, and he—I mean—he was good for him when they had him, but he's now found a new home in a team that we'll talk about another time. But a team that's—I think I can't wait to talk about them. Anyway, continue on. No, for sure. Yeah. I have—I have finishing second. I think they'll come in second. I think you know, just the way that Carolina plays. I just, it, you know, I think it's just a, a slightly, slightly different team. Um, but I think New York is the sexy team for sure in this division right now, and they're going to, they're going to make a run. I'll tell you, I think, I think another reason why they're going to win this division is I think they've got a, I think they, they, they found a little bit of grittiness. I think they're going to come in with a little bit of grittiness. They, I think they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. This team. Yeah, I agree. Before last season, everybody was talking about how soft the Rangers were. They're high flying skilled team. They couldn't really cut it once it got down to the tough games. (laughs) They brought in Riva last year. Jacob Truba really stepped up and got a lot more physical. They've got everybody into that lineup buying in and playing the right way. And their their numbers didn't look great last year towards the beginning of the season as far as chances allowed and taking care of their own end. But they really tightened it up down the stretch and in the playoffs. And honestly, they could allow 10 more chances per game than anyone else because they have an absolute eraser in net. And Igor Shosturkin. I mean, that guy is just unbelievable. I can stand on his, and you know what? He's so young that he can just stand on his head every fucking night for you and be fine to do it. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's he's got that youth in him, and that's great. Yeah, for sure. I I really really like the Rangers this year. I I think they're coming out with something to prove. Yeah, they a hundred percent are. Um, and and you know, like I said, like I think that lost it. They lost to Tampa, correct? Like I, I'm. Yeah. I'm yeah, they – I think they're I, – if I were them, I'd be a little pissed off by that. Like, I think you got to have a little pissed offness to you about that. Like, 
you you had to be feeling good that you had that series early on and then you let it slip away from you you got to be a little fucking pissed off oh for sure and not just that their coach gerard gallant this guy has been done so dirty by other teams that he's coached for in florida he gets fired when they have a winning record and they're in a playoff spot in vegas they start to stumble a little bit and the management goes out and gets the sexy new toy on the market, Pete DeVore, who was just fired from San Jose. I mean, this guy has done nothing but have success at his past two stops, and he got rejected, kicked to the curb by both of them. So he's got a little something to prove, too, and the players absolutely love playing for this guy. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. No, they're definitely a dangerous team, for sure. Let's go to a team that's uh, aged a little bit. And they brought back all their aging superstars. But, hey, they finished third last year in the Metro, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, brought back Malkin, brought back Latang. They obviously still have Sid. They have Jake Genzel. Um, they had 103 points last year. Finished third, um, you know, out in the first round in seven games. Had a goaltending injury crisis. Had to go to Louis Domingue. But they still four seven games on the Rangers. And, you know, this team's in playoffs every year. So, how are we feeling about the Pittsburgh Penguins going into the year, Nate? Um, I'm not not feeling good about them, Phil. I'm really not. Um, like it doesn't matter. Like with their their additions were okay, and Jeff Petrie, Ty Smith, Jan Ruda, Ryan Poling, Josh Archibald. But it's like you said, they're not getting younger, and. It, like even even a guy like Jake Gensel, he's now getting some age to him, and I'm, he's still young enough to you know put up some points. But man, uh, I don't have this. I don't have this team where they were last year. Let's just say that. That's totally fair, Aaron. If you had to have an X factor for the season four, who you taking? It's got to be Evgeny Malkin. Can this man stay healthy for 82 games? These past few seasons, he's been like on the IR, off the IR, on the IR, off the IR. Can we depend on him? You got Jeff Carter bumped up playing second line center half the season and still finishing third in the division. That's one thing about the Penguins. This team is always injured for like half the year and somehow they still win games. So I, I just can't write them off. I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if Sidney Crosby is just that outrageous of a motivator for everyone else or he just elevates everyone else's play that much. But he'll have three or four guys that are key contributors out of the lineup, and they're still racking up the wins. It's insane. Yeah, he's kind of got that Tom Brady factor, doesn't he? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I just think if Malkin can be healthy for a full season, though, and be the old Geno that we're used to seeing, I mean, it, he almost left. I mean, it came down to the wire with getting him re-signed if if he comes back motivated and stays healthy and he is like the angry pissed off Gino that we've seen where he's just a bull going to the net powering through people setting up plays I really think this team is not going to fall off the way that a lot of people are anticipating no I don't think so I I mean if yeah I think he's going to be a key piece because I think Sid will still do Sid things um you know get injured at some point in the season be out for a, a little bit of a stretch um and then you know you might slide but that's when you need that guy that's when you need Gino to be him but if he's not then um because I I mean let's be real Sid will get hurt at some point in the season it just happens every single year he gets hurt at some point, and either he's either out for a little bit of time or he's out for a couple months. You never know. 
I I just think this man, Evgeny Malkin, I don't know if you guys saw this picture of his uh, birthday cake. He had four Stanley Cups on it. That's either the biggest curse of all time, and they're going to finish last in the division, or they're going to win the Cup again. It's, <laughs> it's a coin flip. Like, no that is... That is a lay your balls on the table move right yeah, there. Bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, it's, exactly. Pays off. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's totally fair. I think the loss of Evan Rodriguez will be bigger than people think too. A hundred. I completely agree. Just my opinion. I. Th- yeah, uh, yeah. The the Evan Rodriguez is going to be a huge loss because that's a guy that he was pretty central in their offense. He was able to put put it in the net and assume. in the lineup. You know what I mean. That was unexpected, too, what he did last year. I mean, he hadn't really shown flashes of that until last season. He really filled in well at that center position for Pittsburgh. Yeah, he really did. Um, he was he was a nice central guy to have. Uh, and I just don't think there's enough there to, I, I, in my opinion, I just don't think there's enough there to hoist this team back to a playoff position. That's Yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. I... <laughs> I just have written this team off so many times and they've come back to bite me in the ass. I just can't do it anymore. I I got to give in and be like, Mike Sullivan's going to get the most out of these guys somehow. Sidney Crosby's going to do Sidney Crosby things. I just, as much as I hate to say it, I, I think they're going to be back in the playoffs. I, I don't know how they're not going to be just based on track record. So you have them finishing third, Aaron? I have them finishing third right behind Carolina. Nate, where do you have them finishing? Um, I have, um, hold on. Let me take a look at my handy dandy list here. I'm going to have them somewhere probably around fifth. Okay. It's fair. I can see that happening too. I mean, it's, they're, they're kind of, I'd say New York and Carolina are the class of this division. They're, they're in a tier on their own and everybody else under them is kind of just fading down from there. It's going to be a dog fight for those last couple spots. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm going to have them finishing third just because I think this is probably their last go around around the sun as this team. And I don't think I don't, I don't think Sid's going to let them miss playoffs. So I think they'll finish third or at least miss a guaranteed playoff spot. Maybe maybe get a wild card. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, let's hop I tell you here. what, if I win that division, I do not want to face that team as a wild card, though. No, that's pretty wild. That's your prize for finishing first in the division. You get to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, thank yeah. you. No, thanks. Yeah. No, thanks. Let's go down to the team that finished fourth last year, shall we? The Washington Capitals. Um, a lot of additions, a lot of subtractions. They finished fourth last year. They, have, they had, you know, had 100 points. Um, it's an interesting team, right? They always make playoffs, but right now, with how they're set up, man, I mean – it's it's interesting. You know, they got Darcy Kemper in net. All right, the Kemperer's coming off of, you know, his Stanley Cup. Yeah, he's fucking Swiss cheese. That fucking Swiss cheese ass. Yeah, I said it, and I'm coming back around to say it again. Darcy Chem- Darcy Kemper was a Swiss cheese ass motherfucker. I mean... You know how Nate feels about Darcy Kemper. Yeah. If I'm yeah. looking at their... So let me get on that soapbox again. I mean, they added him, Charlie Lindgren, Dylan Strom, Connor Brown, and Eric Gustafsson. Stop. That dude, a couple years ago, he was a missile on the power play for Chicago. When the, Chicago had a run of like 16 games where every single game hit the over. They didn't win probably more than half of them, but they scored a ton of goals. 
And he hasn't really found that form since, but that dude can be a weapon if you use him right. Yeah, for sure. We're all going with Kemper as the X factor, right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, if so, he was really good in Arizona on a terrible team, and then he was mediocre on a great team in Colorado. Let's let's see what he does on a mediocre team. I feel like he's a guy who has to have a lot of shots. He has to be in rhythm. You know, some of those goalies that they're they're great when they get like just the low easy shots but they can't make the spectacular save. He's the opposite. He'll fly across the crease and make ridiculous saves on chances that should absolutely go in. But every now and then you just get a nasty squeaker go through him. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I just, I, I think he is very liable to let up those easy ones. Those ones that he should get. And it's just, I mean, you know, I, in my opinion, he almost fucked away the Colorado Avalanche's chance to, you know, be in the cup. I really Yeah. Did. I I wonder how much of that was that eye injury lingering though cuz he got fucked up by that stick in Nashville in the first yeah. round and I you saw him just not track the puck that well after that. So it, it kind of makes me wonder. I I don't know. I I know you're like super Swiss cheese Darcy Kemper. I'm undecided. Jury's still out. Okay. I'll tell you what, though, um, you are starting to break up a little bit of their fucking uh, their little Russian mob there that they had in uh, in um, Washington. Sam Sonov's now gone, so now you got is the two musketeers of Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. Got Orlov on the back end too. That guy's he's underrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get Sam Sonov the parts. He goes to Toronto. Vitek Vanacek off to New Jersey. Johan Larson. Michael Kempney, Justin Schultz, all gone. Um, <clears throat> big subtractions, though, which really aren't total subtractions, I guess. But Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson are both out for very long periods of time. I mean, those are two key contributing members of your core that you're not going to have until December 7th for Wilson and January 1st for Backstrom. If I played in the NHL, I might be the first guy to try to take a skate off and stab somebody. And that person would be Tom Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody throws the dirty hits like that, man. But he is a big contributor on that team. That dude, the worst part about it is that he's good. Him and Brad Marchand both, like, you hate them. They're they're horrible people. They make the most dirty hits. They injure people. They're Nobody likes them, except Bro, for the people on their you. team because they score goals, too. He's, he's fucking happy Gilmore, dude. That's all he is. He's fucking yeah. happy. You know, he, he would be the kind of guy to take the skate off and try to stab somebody. Absolutely. Uh, this dude, he it's like when he skates, there's just a little targeting system in his head that just looks at the temples of another player. It, how many people has that guy concussed? Oh, dude. I mean, he's, like, for minutes, for, for games lost – because of concussions due to Tom Wilson, I'd say I'd put the over under at 69 and I'd take the over. Nice. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah, nice, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. I'm here. Where, where are they finishing the division? I have them finishing fifth. Um, I think I'm going to keep them right where they are about the fourth place spot. I'll do you one better. I got them sixth. I think this team falls off without Baxter and Wilson for a while. And then I, I just don't – they're it's aging. I don't think they're going to be able to wrap it up at the end and, you know, make a push once they get healthy. I mean, the, these guys, 
their main concern right now is to get Alex Ovechkin to break the goals record because they know they can't win Stanley Cups with this roster anymore. They're all getting older. They're like Nick Backstrom's had how many health problems here lately? They brought in Dylan Strom to try and mitigate that damage until he comes back, but Dylan Strom is a product of Patrick Kane and he cannot skate for shit. This dude looks like he has cinder blocks on his feet when he's moving around and he is yeah, he not does. gonna be helpful. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm bumping mine down. I'm taking I'm putting them like yeah, about the same. Probably about sixth. Yeah, probably about sixth. All right. Taking them That's there. fair. I just want to see Ovi break that record, man. I I want this team to score all the goals and allow even more. That's fine by me. Sounds like a hell of a year. Um, let's hop down to the team that came in fifth last year. Um, somehow, and the New York Islanders. Not a dumpster whole lot fire. Dumpster fire. Lot. Oh, dude, yes. Not a whole lot going on here. Um, they had eighty-four points last year. They added Alexander Romanov. Uh, Chara finally retired. You know, hell of a career, Hall of Famer. But what? Who do you think their, their X factor is going to be? I personally think it's going to be Ilya Sorokin because the only way this team doesn't finish last in the division is if he just absolutely stands on his head. Lou Lamorello, that pretentious son of a bitch, who is like, this guy won't let his players have facial hair. He won't let them have the numbers they want to wear. He is like, he's got them clamped down all the time. And now he decided, oh, you know what? The best active coach in the NHL isn't good enough for me. It's his fault that we've lost these games last year, even though he's the only reason they ever made it to the conference final, because this team does not have very much talent. I mean, just plain and simple. Matthew Barzell is good. Uh, Villiers got something. You got a little bit from Brock Nelson. I like Peugeot. Yeah, I like John Gabriel Peugeot. But this, there's not anywhere near the amount of personnel that you need on this team to make it to the conference final. And Barry Trotz dragged them there kicking and screaming two years in a row because he's a defensive mastermind. He gets these guys to lock it down so, so well. And now he's gone. They're going back to the old Islanders. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of goals, and most of them are going to be against them. Their defensive zone was a circus before he got there, and it's going to be again. And if they want any chance at having any kind of competitive team, Ilya Sorokin has to make 60 saves a game. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Fair. So, it's the worst team of the division by far, in my opinion. Yeah. Do we all think they're going to finish eighth? Um, yeah, I've got him last eighth place. Yeah, Aaron, do you have him finishing last too? Yep, they're dead last. That's fair. I'm in the same boat as you guys. Yeah. By the way, I need to retroactively take uh, Pittsburgh and put them up to fourth in this division. That's where I need to put them. I think that's, that's where right. I, I think that's where I originally had them was on fourth, maybe, but or no, I said fifth, but anyway. You're all over the place, Nate. I know, buddy. I'm sorry. I just wrote it down so I could actually keep track of it. Like, I actually put thought into it, and I have it. So, fuck hey, off. Hey, you're, you're keeping us on our toes over here, man. That's, Absolutely. That's what we have here for. That's totally fair. Hey, let's hop out of the team in sixth, shall we? Our beloved Columbus Blue Jackets, 81 points last year. Boys, what a fucking offseason for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. 
I am excited to watch this team this year. Johnny Goudreau, obviously the headliner, the best free agent last year, came to Columbus out of nowhere. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Wow. Like, Johnny Hockey is is the story. Um, But, yeah, Nate, do you want to go through who else they added? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you also added Eric Goodbranson, uh, Johnny Goudreau's muscle from Calgary. Let's fucking go. Behemoth of an individual. Yeah, he's the new David David Savard. Yeah, love it. Um, this guy is going to be planted in that crease. But nobody's getting through there. Fucking nobody. I love it. Um, our guy from out of the system, Kirill Marchenko, who um, I'm fucking looking forward to. This guy's going to be an absolute beast out there. I can't wait. I'm going to see him out there tomorrow night, the Wednesday night preseason. Let's fucking go. Uh, Dude, the- I saw him in Traverse City, uh, the first game against the Blues. He would disappear every now and then on his shifts. Like, you don't, wouldn't know where he was. And then all of a sudden, he would just barrel through, like, three people and take the puck to the net. That's I mean, I'm- this guy is a hound. That's what, I'm look- that's what I love, man. I fucking love that. We need that. Um, then uh, Matthew Oliver, James Neal, Victor Rask, uh, which, I damn, I didn't know we got Victor Rask. Let's fucking go. Um, yeah, him and James Neal both on uh, tryout contracts in camp, and they have not looked bad so far. Love it. Uh, David Yurichek, the rookie uh, draft pick, and uh, Denton Matejchuk, who, you know, both of them would love to see them out there. That'd be that'd be good. The Blue Jackets love taking those rookies and throwing them right fucking in there. Let's go. Absolutely. Aaron, who's the X-Factor? Uh, X-Factor here, I think, is Kent Johnson. Uh, this, <laughs> this team, as everybody knows has been starved for a first-line center for almost all the franchise. We saw some flashes with Johansson. He went off to Nashville. Uh, then you get PLD come in, decides he's too good for everybody here, goes off to uh, the frozen tundra in Winnipeg, and decided that wasn't so good of an idea, but we'll, <laughs> we'll save that for later. Um, and now we maybe have a, an elite talent who – He's played wing, honestly, a lot of the time in college and in international. But they plugged him right in between Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau in our first preseason game, and he looked spectacular. I mean, this kid does things with a puck that you don't even know are possible until they happen. He, he's not very big. He, he really worked on trying to gain some size in the offseason because when you're fighting on the walls, kind of covering for your defenders in your own zone, you do really need a little bit of muscle. But when he has a puck on his stick, man, this guy can fly. And if he can fill in, earn a spot up in the lineup in one of those top two lines as a center, that really, really changes the outlook of this team. Because that's always been the weakness down the middle. I'm going to need a guy to put in some gym time and some bar time. I need him to get – I need to put some beer in his system, get a little belly on him. All right? Like, I get it. You know, it's all about being healthy. But how about you get a little fucking beer in your system – and uh, put put a little belly on you. That'll but throwing that thing around out there. Yeah, just get get a little. I'm not telling you to go feel full Phil Kessel, okay? Like I'm not telling you to do that. But you know, like there's nothing wrong with a little, uh, you know, Ryan Getzlaff. You know, I'm sure there was a little gut there. Yeah, that, that's a husky man. Mm-hmm. He's got some bulk to him. Absolutely. There's that's not all. That's not all muscle. There's a little body fat on there, and that's what you need. I feel like it's mostly muscle, but he's probably got a little bit of fat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's he, he. I, I think this kid could be in for some big things. Um, 
Cole Sillinger could almost go into that same same idea. I mean, he he's a totally different player, yeah. two-way mm-hmm. guy. But I, if those two kids can step up and have success at the center position, this whole team looks different. Oh, dude, that, that changes the complexion of this team miles and miles. 10,000 percent. Um, who's the biggest X factor here besides Kent Johnson? We got to pick a second one. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I got. I got to go with Elvis Merzlikens. I mean, we got to see what he looks like. Like he even admitted that last year wasn't <clears throat> the best year for him. Um, I think this is a big year for him. I think this is a year where he could earn a really long-term extension. Uh, or wait, no, he we signed him for five years, so he's he's signed. He's in. Yeah, he's got it. He's got to prove it now. He's got to prove it now. Yeah, he has a chance to really solidify himself as a good goaltender for a whole season. And that, that's one thing with this team. They fought a lot of off-ice stuff last year. Patrick Liney's father passed away. He's been candid about how that affected him, and he went through some slumps in the middle of the season around that time. Yeah. Uh, Elvis, the, the death of uh, Matisse Kivlinix, RIP. Yeah. Dude was awesome. Elvis, to- he talked about him like he was his little brother. I mean, that – that had to weigh on him, and he, he's been open about that too. And then you lose Texier uh, to injuries, and then he had some family members pass too. I mean, th- this team's been through a lot, and Isn't I think te- these guys – taken the whole year off? Yeah, yeah he's, he's taken this whole next year off too. I mean, he's – it's that that's kind of a, a developing situation there. And who knows? But uh, I'll bet it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's one of these things where, like, this team last year – they battled through some stuff, and if they can come in here, the the vibes are high right now. Obviously, with the off season they had, and I I think it's really time for these guys to take a step forward and put some of this, these struggles from the past behind them. Didn't they have? Didn't they have last just last year? Didn't they also have Gregory Hoffman that like left the team indefinitely and went back to the Switzerland and to play in the Swiss league, or was that yeah, too like his wife? His wife his wife gave birth and he and he, he went home. Oh yeah, yeah. He just never came back. Yeah. He's well, a, then they yeah. brought in um, who's the the dude from Calgary that they brought in last year to be the muscle. Uh, oh, can't remember his name now. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he refused to get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, there was just a lot of crap going on around the Blue Jackets last year, and still they were in. I mean, they were within striking Zach, distance Zach of the playoff spot. Zach Ronaldo. Last Zach Ronaldo. Zach Ronaldo. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they even through all that, they were competitive. And up until, like, the final quarter of the season, they were within striking distance of a playoff spot. And then they fell off down the stretch. But, I mean, it, they get a full season of, you know, good vibes, health, all these guys taking steps forward, plus the additions that they added. I could really see them making some noise. Yeah, man. I agree. I agree. I, I think this team has a lot of potential. It needs to be realized. Yeah, like that. Like I, I need some respect. Like it's, but these guys need to. Earn, this is a year where you need to earn some respect. Like yeah. that, plain and simple. Like this is a year for you guys, for this team to earn some respect in the NHL. Absolutely, yeah. it's it is it is earned and not given for sure. So, um, also apologize in the background if uh, anybody listening here's the train. There's a train that's like maybe 200 feet from my apartment, and it's very loud. So, apologize if anybody picks up. Anybody picks up on that? Um, vagabonds that come your way? No, no, no vagabonds that I've seen. It's it's, uh, it's kind of an isolated train track. But 
Um, Free to be out there eating beans with them right now. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I have the Blue Jackets finishing fourth in this division this year, guys. Everybody around that area, or uh, I that's have, exactly I have, where I have them. I have them third. <laughs> I have them third. I I have them right over Pittsburgh. Our resident homer, Nate McBride. Speaking of resident homers, guys, we have to shout out uh, uh, Nate and I's other podcasts, Small Market Insecurities. Go follow us on everything. Twitter at Small Market INS. Instagram, Small Market Insecurities. TikTok, Small MKT Insecurities. Um, give it a listen, guys. Uh, we're picking it back up for year two. Um, a lot of football talk about every, everything on there. So if you like a small market team, go give it a listen. It's a great time. Remember to follow us at Beerly Hockey here as well. Guys, let's go down here, shall we? The New Jersey Devils, they finished seventh last year, 63 points. Um, it's an interesting team. They're very young. Uh, I just, I don't know where to put them. Aaron, how are you feeling about the New Jersey Devils? I am going to be completely honest, guys. I love the New Jersey Devils this year. I'm so last year, buddy. I'm so with you. Yeah, last year, this team played well and they got absolute garbage what what nate would call darcy kemper for goaltending i mean mckenzie blackwood was not available half the time they had a rotating circus of people attempting to play net behind them and nobody was able to just say it they yeah they this team i mean if Jack Hughes stays healthy and this young core continues to take a step forward under Lindy Ruff, I think this team, I, I'm saying it right now, the Metro's getting five teams into the playoffs. It's going to be the Jackets and the Devils as the wild cards. I, I really, really like New Jersey this year. Or in my, or in my case, or in my case, the, uh, the Penguins and the Devils. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Aaron, I see here the Mackenzie Blackwood, your X Factor, going with the goaltender. Goal that makes sense. I'm going to go Andre Palat, man. We'll see how he performs outside Tampa, but the guy has been so clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, this in, dude in, scores in, big in, goals when his team needs him. Yeah, he has over 40 playoff goals, man. I mean, the dude's been a, a freak, you know, for, for Tampa. And we'll see how, we, how he fits in with this young team. You know, Nico and Jack Hughes and, you know, all these guys. It's definitely a very interesting lineup. And I know that they lost P.K. Subban. He's retired. You know, he's, he's a locker room guy. Everybody likes P.K. That plays with them, at least from what I understand. Everybody likes P.K. Um, other than that, though, yeah, they lost Jimmy V.C. But, like, man, like, I really like the addition of John Marino coming in from Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Um, you know, solid guy on the blue line there. You know, it, it's a very interesting yeah, I team. love the addition of Hala. Yeah, yeah. Hala's going to be nice down the middle. For sure. So, based on based on all of that, I mean, it, it's an absolute gonger of a division. But Nate, where do you have him finishing? I got him fifth. Where are you going, Aaron? I have him fifth as well. Um, this oh. this team, yeah, I like him a lot. I'm going to take him to finish sixth. I'm I still have questions about the goaltending, and I have questions on the blue line going into the year. Um. I think they'll be able to score, but I think they could be last year's Blue Jackets. I think they could be a team that'll lose 5-4 a lot. Yeah. You know, 4-3, 5-4. Like, I think they may have some holes back there. They bring in a veteran defenseman next year, but they draft a nice young defenseman in the lottery. That'll be the kind of guy that turns his franchise around, in my opinion. I mean, they did They did draft a, a big defenseman this year. Um, yeah, Simon Nemec. He, yeah. 
I, he's a bubble guy for me. I don't know if he's going to step in right away, but if he does, he could make a difference back there. I think but, he did, yeah. And Dougie Hamilton, he signed that big contract last year, didn't really produce he, as much as they were expecting. I think he could have a bounce back year as well. He's my, he's my X factor for this year. He's a guy on the back end that really needs to have a good year. Totally, totally fair. Um, you know, Dougie's bounced around a little bit, but he's always been solid wherever he's been. So he's a guy. There's clearly, there's clearly something there. I just don't know what it is he's, with he's him. Like why he can't put it together in any specific city he plays in. But I agree that he's a he's a very good player. You know, I I just think he needs a more disciplined line mate. Yeah, maybe maybe that's John Marino. I don't know. Yeah, he well, Marino played with Latang in Pittsburgh and covered up for a lot of his mistakes. That, that's what you need when you have a good offensive D like that. If you got a guy who's cool with just staying back, covering up when breaks happen, shutting it down at the blue line, I I could really see him having a positive impact on that whole D core. Sure, no, I I agree. I, I think they'll just miss playoffs, but I think twenty three twenty four is going to be their their time to hop back. You know, to hop back in, and I mean, it's a franchise that's won three cups. You know, they're used to success, you know, especially in the last, well, I guess in the brief, you know, they don't have a super long history, but in their history, they've won three cops, which is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Liam Morello got all his clout from there, and now he's just using it to run other franchises into the ground. Fucking dick. (laughs) Not big Liam Morello guys on this podcast. Um, Uh, Let's hop down. Let's hop down to the the last team. They finished last last year. Philadelphia Flyers, man. They made a lot of splashes in the offseason. They finished last year in, in eighth, 61 points. Can I just um, back everybody, that, can I just point out the fact that I had no idea Artem Anisimov was still playing in the fucking NHL. Like that I Dude, that, I didn't know either. He's he's on a PTO there, but like it's he could make a, a spot in that lineup with the rest of the roster they're putting together. Mm-hmm. I mean he, he could come in from the freaking clouds. The brink of retirement. Off the fucking top ropes, man. Dude, I like the addition of Antoine Roussel. I always liked him in Dallas. I That's a torts guy right there. He's always sticking people, snowing the goalies, running guys. He's always stirring it up, and he scores some goals, too. Yeah. And then and they bring in Tony D'Angelo. We'll see how he meshes with torts. That'll be an interesting relationship to yeah. monitor throughout the season. Fire, guys. Delorier, yeah. that'll be Delorier is a nice addition, that's for sure. Absolutely, let's the go rock the, for Colorado. Yeah, let's go to the subtractions, boys. There's a lot of them. Aaron, you want to run through this? So Oscar Limblom unexplicably gets released by the Philadelphia Flyers after defeating cancer and being like the rallying cry for that whole locker room. That's no clue. Philly what the move. thought process was that is behind such a that. Philly move. That's a torts. I that's mean, a torts and Philly move. That's dude. I don't know if tor- that might have been before torts even came in. That's just like a shoot yourself in the foot franchise move. I mean, you you know you're gonna have a bad season. You don't have the personnel on your team. At least take the one good story that you had and run with it. You know, like good guy, loved by everybody in that locker room, and they're like, nah, dude, sorry, you're out. Bro, I was just I just got my haircut today and my barber just told me that he moved back from Philly four months ago. And I was like, Oh, how'd you like? He's like, I fucking hated it. He's like City <laughs> like City of Brotherly Love My Ass. Philly Philly's an interesting place, that's for sure. Yeah. They they're passionate about their teams though. Yeah. 
Actually, uh, another guy who's passionate, Keith Yandel, departs. He retires, sails off into the sunset. Dude, um, his, his retirement on Chicklets was spot on. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing for me is I would like to see Phil Kessel either get sick and miss a game, don't want to ever wish for injuries, but maybe that, get scratched something, because Keith Yandel is my NHL Iron Man. I do not want to see that record swamped what? by Phil Kessel and his hot dogs. In the COVID year, when Yans took that puck in the mouth and then played the next night yeah. without skipping a beat, like, he could have easily sat out. It was the COVID year. Who cares? Nah. Like oh, when he, Joel Quinville was about to scratch him for the first game in, uh, of the season in Florida last year, the whole locker room went, and they're like, you're not doing this to this guy. Then he goes out and scores and gives a big fuck you to the press box where the GM and the coach are, or the GM and the ownership shitting. He's, he's just a, a guy that's beloved by all, great guy. He had a hell of a career as an offensive defenseman. I mean, that just – all around awesome dude. Really happy to see what he does next. He's going to be in a front office soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He'll be, in, um, he'll be the front officer as an assistant coach and he'll be the ultimate glue guy. Or he's going to be on. Oh, for sure. Or he's going to be on Chicklets way too much. Well, that's going to He's be going to become a part of Chicklets. Him and, him and Merle's are going to be on Chicklets constantly this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, in addition, they've also lost Mark Jones. Really not that much of a subtraction. Uh, that dude could not stop a beach ball. Adam Klimdenning's out. Kevin Connaughton's out. He had a short stint in Columbus here. I watched him score one goal once. Uh, that's so about did, all I have so, to say about him. So did Klimdenning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nate Thompson wins some face-offs, but, you know, he's out too. Uh, really not a lot to write home about there. Um, not a lot to write home about in the additions either. I mean, this team's just kind of stuck in the mud. They really, really got hammered by that Ryan Ellis trade, though, and the situation that played out afterwards. Yeah. Trade first round draft picks. You trade assets to get this guy, and he has been injured perpetually, and he's out for the whole season now. I mean, that's that's your rock on defense that you got to solidify that area of the ice, and it's. I mean, that's just a bad beat for anybody. Sean Couturier also injured until probably late October, maybe longer. Um, Cam Atkinson's questionable to start the season. Carter Hart's questionable to start the season. I mean, it's kind of hard to read into these questionable to start the season injuries in training camp because a lot of guys get held out for rest. But it's it's just a tumultuous situation in Philly right now. But I think John Tortorella is going to make this team play a hell of a lot harder than they did last year. Yeah, last year was a huge disappointment. I'm interested to see how guys like, uh, like, you know, like Hazy and the boys bounce back. And I think Cam will be thrilled to be reunited with Torts. I think that'll be a good one for him. Um, it'll be, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll play hard. Carter Hart, we'll see when he comes back healthy, how he plays with, between the pipes. He's obviously a big question mark for them too. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have this team finishing seventh. I think they'll be better than the Isles, but only because of effort. And that's fine because towards in his first year in Columbus didn't do shit. And then granted he took over a team that started 0 and 8, but still, and then took, you know, they went, they ascended after that. I think. The Flyers are looking at the same thing. Would you guys agree? I completely agree, and I have them in the same spot, seventh. Um, I I think, like you said, the the coaching makes a difference. They're going to be at least hard to play against every game. They're going to take care of things in their own end, or they're going to get scratched. That's just the way it is under John Tortorella. 
he he always scratches people every year when they make defensive mistakes. So they're they're gonna have to kind of buckle down and be responsible there. I don't know if you guys saw, but he already killed a man in training camp. There's a picture circulating around of a dude just laying on his back, deceased in front of Torts after <laughs> yeah, doing bag skates. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's Torts. Torts at his finest, right then and there. Uh, yeah, I've got him. I've got him at seventh as well. Um, you know, they definitely they make it out of the last place spot in the division, but they're still bring you know helping bring up the la- the rear end of the division. Uh, I I'm interested to see how Kevin Hayes plays this year. I mean, I I really like that dude as a player. He does a lot of things right on the ice. Um, I mean, this is kind of his team now almost. Voracek's gone. Giroux's gone. You. I mean, there's not really a ton of other veteran leadership that's been around there a long time, and he's a big glue guy. So it, I think as he goes, the Flyers will go this season. I agree. That may, I mean, that, yeah, we're all – this will be the first time, besides the Blue Jackets, we're all excited for, obviously, as fans, for those that are listening for the first time. This will be the first of the eight teams on – or seven other teams on here outside of Columbus that we agree entirely on how this team's going to be. And I think it's because we're familiar with Torts. But it's also, I feel like it's also because I think everybody's going to have the same prediction for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a lot to work with, but they'll do what they can with what they have. Yeah. Um, I mean, guys, that's that's all eight of the, that's all eight of the teams. But before we before we wrap up this episode, um, we've, you know, we've pretty much given our playoff predictions, um, you know, out of, out of this division. But let's go this. Uh, you got to pick three teams that can win a cup realistically. Who are you going with? We'll start with you, Dave. Out of out of the metro, or yeah, out of the metro, mm-hmm. three teams that could realistically win a cup. Uh, obviously, the Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and then I'll go. I won't homer it. I'll take Pittsburgh if they if they get a wild card spot. Just you know, watch them get a chip on their shoulder, get gritty, and you know, grind their way all the way to a cup. Aaron, are you the same thing? That's almost exactly my prediction. I, as bad as I want to say the Blue Jackets over the Penguins, the the Penguins have that pedigree. I mean, that's that's a team that knows how to get it done, and they they take that third spot for me. Uh, the Rangers, I think, are they're going to the Eastern Conference Final. I I don't care we need- who you are, what's going on. They're they're there. The Hurricanes are going to be there. Uh, I think Pittsburgh ties up the tail end of that. We got to move, move on for this because I'm going to change my fucking mind. I swear to God. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as you guys. I, I think it's it's got to be Carolina, New York, and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I mean, what's going to happen with the Blue Jackets, guys, we can all acknowledge this. They're going to win it when they win their first cup. But I'm being optimistic here. When they win their first cup, it's going to be out of nowhere. It's going to be a wild story. It's going to be some crazy ride. It's not, it, I don't think they're going to ascend over time. So this, se- just- so, no, so this season, so, hey, I'm watching Miracle right now. You're telling me a team of young guys can't do it. You're telling me that. I mean, I, I, I just wish they had, they wish they had some guys in the team that have, that have done it, you know? I just don't yeah. see, I don't see Brad Larson being the Herb Brooks of this team. Honestly, that's, that's what, what the I, trade deadline's for. That's where we get the guys that won the Cups. Yeah, absolutely. I honestly, man, I, I think, I think that m- could be my biggest question mark. I'm not saying that it's him, but I think in the next two seasons, 
we're going to see, you know, if the question mark lies over him as a coach and if we look elsewhere. That's all I'm saying. This is a make it or break it year for him. I, I was the biggest Brad Larson hater for so many years just because I he was the power play. That guy ran the worst power play in the NHL, yep. and I just was like, he's he's a terrible person because of that. Last year, he really, really won me over. I mean, he he took a lot of bad situations for these guys and was able to make some positives out of it. But this is his make-it-or-break-it season. Because <coughs> last year, this was a fun team to watch. They scored a ton of goals. They also allowed a ton of goals. He's uh, – Express in interviews that he's making a solid commitment to tighten up that D zone and start getting some more discipline. And if he can pull this off and tighten the D zone up without sacrificing a lot of offense, then he's completely won me over. But yeah. this is this is his prove it year. Fair. Yep. Fair, boys. That'll just about wrap up this episode of Beerly Hockey. Aaron, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, go Jackets. Excited to see that Johnny Drew, Patrick Line line, whoever's centering him. Um, Ken Johnson would be cool. I think it's probably going to be Boone Jenner to start the season, but that guy brings some some defensive responsibility and he's gritty. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready for hockey to start, boys. Hey, man. Nate, do you have anything for us? Uh, no, I uh, just want to say that I will be uh, going to the Jackets preseason game tomorrow night against Buffalo Sabres. Uh, if uh, any loyal listeners want to meet up and are hearing this before the game, you can catch me at our bar beforehand around uh, 6 o'clock. Pink Whitney's. Pink Whitney's for the boys. Pink Whitney's for the boys. That's oh, wait. Quick story. Quick story before we leave uh, involving Pink Whitney. So Saturday night after the OSU game, we're out of my buddy's house, drinking party and having a great time. Uh, go to head home. It's like super late it was like 11 30 or something i gotta stop by wendy's on my way home and <laughs> this wendy's notoriously closes earlier than is advertised on google <laughs> wendy's on dayton road in newark if anyone knows where that's at probably not it's a little farm town so i go to go through the drive-through pull up the menus lit up the speaker's not as soon as i say a word the menu turns off i'm like oh no they're shutting me out so i go up to the window dude sweeping the floor and I'm like, you guys open? He's like, well, we're, we're closed, but I can probably hook you up with something small. Uh, I, I won't charge you for it. Don't worry about it. I was like, you want a shot of this pink Whitney? Pull up a half-empty bottle. He's like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll take some of that pink Whitney. I'm like, I, I see another guy sweeping the floor behind him. I was like, does your boy want some? He's like, hey, you want a shot? He's like, yeah, I'll take a shot. And he's like, the first guy, he goes, see, man, that's why you give people free food. So any Wendy's employees out there, just know you will be rewarded if you give people free food when you're about to close. Nate, did you just do something? I just put us in a cafe, bitch. Oh, whoa. <laughs> this is fantastic. No, Aaron, that is a phenomenal story. Pink Whitney makes the world go around, boys. It does. I love it. Hey, I'm, I'm pumped for hockey season. I'm interested to see how the hockey climate down here is. We've got the Charlotte Checkers in town. So I'll definitely play yeah. a few AHL games. I've definitely seen Nate dancing at the bar before. This is nothing new. We're doing graphics on Skype here, folks. Um, but yeah, so for Aaron Kenny, Nate McBride, this is Phil Rager saying, purely hockey. Pairs well with Bruce. <laughs> <laughs>